0: I really have to apologize for such a long break in between episodes. Episode 7 was the uh, one on location at Cellar Maker, with Connor, and a lot's happened since then. Um, I recently changed jobs. I'm actually selling cider now full-time while developing Alt-Brow, uh kind of letting things develop there. And uh, the f- folks at uh, South City Cider have brought me on, and that's actually who you're going to be hearing from on this episode. Uh, so Greg Ruth, Jen Martell, and Alex Martell started South City Cider uh, coming up on three years ago. And while I was out in the market selling beer for uh, a large Northern California craft brewery, I met them out in the market, and I had wanted to start uh, pushing Altbrow and you know developing recipes and, and seeing where I could take it. And it was always a little bit of a conflict of interest. Uh so it was kind of cool to hear from some people who said, you know, as long as I'm out there uh selling product, they'd love to have me selling their cider and they wouldn't consider it any kind of a conflict. So uh, after some things changed at my previous job, I jumped over and it's been really, really awesome. So I just wanna thank uh, Greg and Jen and Alex for having me on. And um Besides job changes, obviously there 's been a lot going on in uh in the news uh, since our last episode several months ago. I think everyone 's still trying to process uh, you know everything that 's happened in Houston, everything that 's happened in Mexico, obviously in Vegas. Um, I have family in Puerto Rico that uh, we 're keeping in touch with, and um, now we have these insane fires up in northern California and some very, very close friends of mine have uh, have been at risk of losing their homes and businesses. And right now, as of today, everything looks all right. So um, although I'm not one for prayers, I'm definitely keeping these folks in my thoughts. And um, we've actually got a, a collaboration coming up soon with Steve Doty at Shady Oak right there in downtown Santa Rosa. And I know he's been hunkered down in his barrel room for the last few days. And so far, so good. Everything's good. Um, but if you have an opportunity to uh, to to donate to the relief funds or, or volunteer some time I, I, up here in Northern California, I'd, uh, I think it would be greatly appreciated. Just also keep in mind that uh, this is going to be a, a long uh, road to recovery and, there's a lot of volunteers out there right now uh but they're they're gonna need them weeks and probably months from now uh wanted to give a little shout out to bradley over at leaky barrel cider uh he's been up there since this, the moments of fires were were uh hitting homes and he's been there working on the relief effort doing the overnight shift working with some elderly folk that need assistance at the at the uh, shelters So I just want to give uh, shout-outs to Bradley and also Jason over at Zeitgeist uh, has been driving donations up to uh, Santa Rosa, Sonoma areas. Uh, One, two, three, four, go records in Oakland, uh, as well as Vanessa over at El Rio. Uh, and I know a few other bars and restaurants, people in the service industry who are working on efforts right now. So uh, it's it's pretty great to see that – we can we can put aside everything else going on the news with politics and and just uh take a minute to to actually help each other out. So uh it, it's unfortunate that it takes a disaster for that to happen, but um I'm happy to see it. So thanks everybody for listening. Keep, stay tuned. We've got a lot of updates coming and check out South City Cider when you get a chance. And uh feel free to shoot me an email if you need more info or if you'd uh, like to know where you can find the cider. And uh, I'll be announcing soon more details on our collaboration with Steve at Shady Oak. Thank you very much. Again, this is Episode 8 of the Altbrow Podcast with Greg Ruth from South City Cider. So, Greg, I'm recording now. Shit, we just got back from what event? Uh, the Oktoberfest uh, Day One
1: by the who uh, do you organize? Is it well, it's the California Beer Society, um, run by Oscar and um, Dan Swafford, I believe. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Close enough. Real good. Real. You just cut that off at Dan. It'll be good.
0: Nope. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just got back from that event. Uh, it's in the Diamond District of Oakland, and you didn't get a, really get to get away from the booth very long. No, Sling Insider. Although, at the end of the night, we went over to the little VIP section, the uh, folks from the Good Hopper pouring uh, Morgan Territory beers. Yeah, absolutely. And, good stuff. yeah, it's a yeah. good time. Some of my. <laughs> my listeners, it's like three people. All so, some three of my people. some of my buddies that listen to this podcast will know that I recently left my job uh, at a well-established company to come work for you. Do you want to talk about how you poached me? Whole lot of skin. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I mean, sure. Uh, it wasn't
0: real. I mean, don't
1: want to get, don't want to get sued, but no.
0: <laughs> no, well, it was also wasn't poached at all. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, with Altbrow, brow, uh, it's something I've been working on since 2013 and I've always been willing to put it kind of on the back burner for my previous gig. Things change over at the company and I wish, um, those folks, nothing but success. But when things changed, I kind of, uh, decided I wasn't willing to put stuff on the back burner, uh, anymore. And I had met you out in the market, you know, yeah. selling, uh, while I was selling beer, you're selling cider. And, um, I really liked your product and I'm not, I, I had not previously been much of a cider person. Yeah. Um, I recently just around the time that we kind of got connected, I had started trying more and more, um, ciders and just other kind of just interested in fermentation in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. So kombuchas and everything else. And, uh, we, you kind of told me what was going on with South city cider at the time. And in, in a nutshell, you were the head sales guy, yeah. the delivery driver, and actually making every drop of cider.
1: Yeah. Production delivery sales, uh, sales for just Oakland and San Francisco. Uh, Jen did the peninsula in South Bay, but, um, but yeah, uh, doing, a uh, holding a lot of holding a lot of hats and it was sort of stunting our growth I think is what it came down to. Um, so it was just that like we need, we knew we needed somebody, um, didn't necessarily have the money. And I think that was more, more on our end of not, we were, we were a little bit comfortable in a way. Um, and then just the opportunity showed itself with us, us becoming friends and then just sort of, when you were ready to take your step with, uh, with Altbrow, um, it just sort of lined up where you needed to, you needed the freedom to do what you could do, and we needed the help in in the field, um, especially with Oakland and San Francisco with them being two major markets, um, and it just sort of sort of lined
0: up. So with this new arrangement, uh, I mean I've been able to work forty hours minimum a week yeah. and get, you know, try and get you guys into some new accounts while simultaneously developing the altbrow um project. I mean whatever you want to call it. I'm mm-hmm. um, not not willing to call it a brewery yeah. or anything at that at this point. But um it gave me the opportunity to kind of explore things without any conflict of interest. And exactly. that and that's what was kind of going on with me before. So I just want to say thanks for, uh, extending the opportunity oh, to oh me. Buddy. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, man. So how did you get into Cider? Um, I know you've, you've, you, the, the quote I've heard you say is midlife crisis. Quarter, quarter. Life Quar- crisis. Excuse me. Yeah. Of course. I'm not 31,
1: dude. I'm not going to die at 60. Um, I, I don't well, know I mean, me. at this rate,
0: yeah, who the fuck knows? Now,
1: um, so I, uh, well, the, the, I'll start with the company. Um, and then how I specifically got into it, but, um, company really just sort of came out of uh so I have two business partners Jen and Alex. Um they moved out to the Bay Area. Um I guess it'd be 2013. Uh maybe even 12. Right after they got married actually. They got married in DC or the DC area and then they just bounced. They were just sick of everybody and I fuck it, we're out. Um but as they moved out here, uh Jen had just become gluten-free by order of her doctor and the ciders that she could that she wanted to drink in terms of affordability were way too fucking sweet and the ones that were absolutely amazing were way too expensive so they had the idea of like maybe we could fill a void here and decided to start the cider company and they um for whatever reason in 2013 asked me to join them and I was having what I called the quarter-life crisis. I was sick of what I was doing in D.C. Um, it was more, it was, it was a, basically, I, I realized everything I was doing. So I, so I was designing homes for a modeling company in the D.C. area. And I had been drawing floor plans. I was a weird fucking kid, but I was drawing floor <laughs> plans. I was drawing floor plans in, like, third grade and all the way through. Like, I just, I, that's what I would doodle. Like, I would just doodle floor plans. And so it was like my calling. I went to college for architecture, blah, 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 got a job. And two years into that job after graduating college, I was like, this is the worst. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, stuck it out for seven years. (laughs) Um, And it was like that comfort BS. Uh, Had a paycheck, I'm all good. Uh, stuck it out for seven years and just got really sick of it and Jen and Alex came came knocking with this this uh, idea and they um, I said yes immediately and they're like oh we can't pay you much I was like I don't give a shit like let's do it and he's like oh we all have to live together I was like I don't don't give a shit let's do it so took a year of planning in October 2014 I packed my life up into a Nissan Altima and drove from DC to to San Bruno, California and
0: here we are here we are a couple years later so what, what was the first batch of cider you ever fermented? Like, when was your first batch? Me personally or, like... Yeah, yeah. you personally. Okay.
1: Um, it would have honestly been... So, I drove cross-country. So, I, I home-brewed with an old roommate, like, twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, real, real big experience. Uh, but, yeah, so I moved out to San Francisco. I knew I drank cider. That's I had a tie to cider, and I, was, I drank it a bunch. Um, old school, like... Uh, the original Strongbow before they reinvented it for America, like the dry right. stuff, yeah. Uh, my sister studied in the UK, so she brought her love of cider back, and we lived together when I was in college. But, uh, so anyway, I was, I've been drinking cider for a while. Uh, but yeah, I moved cross-country to start this cider company, never fermenting a batch of cider in my life. I got there... Um, we Jen Alex, and I toasted. we had a toast of champagne, like here's to the future, and then Jen was like, "Oh, by the way you in you just drove cross country in like four days you have to drive up to Salem to take the cider making class and I was like, "Oh, so that was the first time I ever uh it was a a class by Peter Mitchell. he's now retired but um but really you look at like the the american cider industry especially the new, the new guys like within the last like 2 almost 3 years i would say 80% of the people with these cider companies have taken this class and like right. i i was in class with four or five that i know of cider companies around the country that are at our level um so like so it's it's sort of interesting to see like everybody that's come out of this it, it he retired I think they're still doing the class but like this guy was from the U K he's like the the Yoda of of cider making
0: right um but yeah that was the first time I fermented a batch of cider um yeah there you go uh what kind of would if you were to describe your, the product as far as like what you're shooting for stylistically or in yeah. within the genre of Cider. What are you going for? I mean, I mean, basically just crushable. I guess would be what we're going for.
1: Um, we, yeah, we wanted something that was just easy drinking, as the big boys say, sweet but not too sweet, but like actually be that. And that's right. Why, that's why we chose to only back sweeten with, uh, you know, uh, fresh pressed juice. Um, so even our semi sweet it gets put on menus at restaurants as a, as a dry, like it's not a dry, but it's just cause it's not what people are used to um, in terms of the sweetness level. Um, but yeah, like that, that's, that's where we start. We start with the, what we now call the original blend used to be called South city cider, but we call it the original blend now as of Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's what this, the company got started on was just sort of do what the big boys are doing, but do it so where it's actually drinkable. That sounds douchey to say, but like...
0: I think know. people who have been around a little bit will know that like uh, affordable ciders uh, typically have been cloyingly sweet syrupy, yeah. and then the uh, kind of more to the wine market um, high-end 750 milliliter bottles have been expensive and pretty sour. Yeah, so your guys, or even funky, sometimes. or just yeah. too funky. Yeah. Like, so your goal is to just have something that you're going to drink several of. You can afford it, um, yeah. and it's yeah, not going to exactly. be too sweet or too acidic. Yeah.
1: And and the company will evolve. Like we got started, we, not being in the in the industry, um, and basically having my business partners empty their, their savings accounts to start the company. Um, we wanted to start with something that had broad appeal, like that was that was one of the main focuses, and we we caught some shit for it, um, from random people. I don't know if was, people were giving a shit, like, oh, why do you filter your ciders? <laughs> um, but like, it, we started with our we started with the mass appeal ciders because it is at the end of the day a business, and we need to you know afford shit and make money. Um, but we are, I mean, especially with you coming on and sort of helping progress some of this. Um, you know, we're we're gonna be going into doing some funkier stuff while keeping that flagship always making sure we're doing easy drinking crushable stuff but starting a barrel aging program fermenting in barrel doing some some funkier stuff and, and bringing back that uh <laughs> the uh, better look next time uh, yeah
0: so what happened yeah. with what what is that cider tell us about
1: that so so we were stupid because um, we started a cider company now uh we went we went from our our we basically went from Five gallon batches in the kitchen to 500 gallons. We did nothing in between Um, and we uh, our first 500 gallon batch, our first production batch um, through uh, technical error, through uh, user error uh, me um, we ended up getting a uh, our first batch was infected Um, there's a few different bacteria rolling through it uh, but basically what happened, we had a uh, equipment malfunction to where our tank after fermentation right when it hit zero, uh, on the gravity, uh, was exposed to a metric shit ton of oxygen. And then on top of that had a piece of this equipment. So we had a variable top fermentation tank. And the thing that keeps that seal between the, the, the wall of the tank and the top is basically a big bike tire. And this tank was given to us to use. It wasn't the tank that we bought, but our supplier sold our fermenter out from under us because our construction took too long. Um, So this is the tank that he had for us. We're like, screw it, let's use it. And um, I roll in one day, take SG. We finished our fermentation. I'm all pumped, like, hell yeah, we got our first fermentation done. Then I go for randomly, just go over and check the gauge that was telling me how full this bike tire creating the seal is. And it was at zero. And I start freaking out. It's like, oh, shit, we just ran, like, an open-top fermentation on our side. Or, like, this is going to be ruined, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so instead of doing the smart thing of climbing up on top of the ladder to check the seal, like, just grab the top and shake it, I just started pumping air into that seal. And I got, like, one and a half to two pumps in, and it exploded. And not only did it explode, um, releasing the CO2 in the firm and, and potentially getting... Uh, oxygen in that, in that must, uh, the used bike tire thing, creating a seal dropped down into the must. Just so dropped it, into, yeah. 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 So whatever bacteria was on that from past batches or just in general, this was a bitch to clean too. Like that thing was so hard to sanitize, um, or caustic, but, uh, so that dripped in there and, or, uh, dropped in there. And then, so I, we were at zero, so I was like, oh, well just immediately rack it, let's just rack it off. Uh, so we racked it into IBCs. We were using IP, IBCs for storage at the time, which, uh, for those who don't know, were just, are just big plastic um, cubes. Yeah, bl- plastic containers. And it's like yeah. a
0: metal cage on it.
1: Exactly, yeah. And those are also really fucking hard to sanitize and clean. Um, and
0: fairly permeable oxygen wise. Exactly. exactly.
1: Uh, so we racked off into that. And then, um, like wine. Um, we use sulfites to stave off any infection when, during that stage, during the storage stage, and uh, did not add any. <laughs> just completely forgot about that step of the process. Uh, and we let it sit there. And I'm pretty sure we also didn't purge with CO2. So there was just a lot of oxygen happening there, and then whatever was in that that, that wheel. Bike tire. Yeah. Yeah, steel thing. And so we had, we had uh, Onococcus oni and lacto, I believe were the two prominent ones, and it was this. There's a there's a fault in cider-making called mouse. And that is when, I believe it's Onococcus. I should know this by heart, but I don't. <laughs> but there's a fault in mouse where there's a bacteria that, that takes prominence. Um, and basically why they call it mouse is that you take a sip, you don't really notice many faults on that sip, But it's when you swallow and you just sort of talk. It's usually ten seconds after that sip, and then you uh, you get oxygen on your palate. There's an overwhelming. It is an intense, like barnyardy. Literally, like you're licking the bottom of a mouse cage. Like farmhouse in the worst possible sense. Um, And it just overwhelms it. It's 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 absolutely disgusting. And we were told in class, in this class I was telling you about the Peter Mitchell class, um, that once you get mouse, you can't do anything about it. It's really. We start flipping out, and I'm all I'm all pissed off at myself, and um, yeah. So we thought the best course of action forward, because we've obviously fucked up a fermentation, and there's in our process we only we started with cans, we were stupid and started with cans, not kegs. So we had to run a filter run, a filter blending run, and then a canning run, and then a pasteurization run. We had we had not experienced any of those, um, so our thought was let's get this shitty batch let's go through our processes so we can you know troubleshoot anything along the way when we have a batch that we can do we'll be able to we'll be better off for it um and so yeah so we we went through that whole process so now we have this canned product um that was really faulted and unsellable in in our cans that we had our OG product or we were trying to sell it. We we're going to be selling our OG product. OG
0: There's, is the semi-sweet five yeah. and a half percent. What well, we started the company on, and I should say,
1: at the time it was called South City Cider. We just rebranded uh, on Thursday. I think I already said that, but yeah, uh, yeah, to uh, brand to, new ca- to the OG. cans coming soon. Yeah, we got sixty cases left of the old <laughs> stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um, the old
0: silver bullet cans. Yeah, exactly.
1: Hey, hey, no. Not I silver mean, bullet.
0: silver. You mean silver? Apple. Silver, silver
1: cans with red script writing. Well, yeah. What could that be? That was stupid of us. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so basically we basically we we went through this process with this faulty product, and we're like, screw it, let's throw these cases in the back of the sidery, and we'll come back to them. And, and basically, in our mind, is like we we're gonna have to come back to them and dump them down the drain. Like that's it. They're fucking done. Um, and probably after pasteurization, three months later, maybe I went back and cracked one open, and it was like this beautiful Basque style like farmhouse CJ, cider. Man. Yeah, it was like the just the right amount of funk and acid. It was like holy shit. So at the time we only had the one product, and we realized as we were doing these events, like everybody asked, like, oh, what else do you have? What else do you have? So we decided to start bringing it to events. Um, and called it better luck next time, um, thinking we would maybe try to re- reproduce it. Um, and yeah, uh,
0: still have people to this day, even today. Today, I was just gonna say yeah. like this was you know when you guys first started. Yeah, two and a half years ago. And and we still have someone today asking. Yeah,
1: haven't had it. Haven't had it at an event in probably two years. And people to this day come up and be like, hey, do you still have that accident? And I was like, well, no, because it would be horrible because it was in a can. Uh, not, not saying things in a can are bad, but after that, that length, that, that acidity.
0: Um, so the goal is for done. us to try to actually recreate this?
1: Yes. So I have attempted to recreate this accident. I think I've spent around 500 gallons of must uh, dumping it down the drain um, to, to try to get that same infection to happen cannot get it to happen is not t- is not taking the same way so so the goal is with that that yeast strain that you were telling me about is to potentially control it in a way um and get something to do like sort of a like a better luck next time line or something like that right to where it's it's obviously not gonna be the same exact thing but let's get some funky stuff rolling and i
0: think i'm gonna be reaching out to some of my uh funky beer brethren yeah and uh and and Try and maybe grab some cultures. We'll do some uh, experiments in uh, carboys. Yeah. You know, we're talking three-gallon, five-gallon batches. To, not 250. Yeah, not 250. <laughs> um, so I do have a beer in the, that I'm chilling right now in the freezer. I guess you could call it a beer. It is. It's about <laughs> 50-50. Um, so I took uh, four cans of the... Original blend, or f- uh, the five and a half percent semi-sweet, yep. back sweetened with fresh juice, twenty-six yep. percent, and then pasteurized and packaged. It is not pasteurized on draft. Correct. So uh, there was nothing alive in the cans. I if we did our job right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I I threw four cans onto a uh, half gallon of uh, homebrew saison I made. Um, it was just sitting at the bottom of a, of a carboy and the racking wand wasn't long enough. So I, so (laughs) I knew that if I tried to get it out, it was going to introduce oxygen. So I just decided, well, if I introduce oxygen, oxygen, I need to kick off more fermentation to try and scrub that oxygen out. So I moved it gently into a one gallon carboy, the bottom half gallon of a three gallon carboy into a one gallon carboy, topped it with four cans. Of the semi sweet and I pitched the dregs from uh Cellar Maker's uh, Lost Wisdom. It's their stainless Solera Sour Saison. Nice. That it's this culture that they keep alive, and so they'll rack off a certain amount, put it bottle it, keg it, and then they'll um, but the tank is not empty and then they'll feed back fresh wort. On top, I don't know if it's primary fermented already or if it's just fresh wort, no, no fermentation, Yeah. but this is their uh, ongoing kind of uh, almost like a sourdough starter Solera uh, project. So I, I just pitched the dregs on that, got it down to 1.000, uh, opened up one bottle two, three weeks later, and it was pretty cheesy, kind of blue cheesy. I did plan on opening the next one uh, with... You and Connor from Cellar Maker. Uh, however, with us doing this event and I living eight minutes <laughs> away from the event and you're going to be back there tomorrow, yeah. it did not make sense for you to go home back yeah. to Pacifica. So I figured if you're going to come podcast, I should open that one up. So and when when we hear the alarm go off in a few minutes here, that, that's what that'll oh, be. Shit, you got that
1: timed? Have, you got well, the chiller
0: time. Well, I put it on a free... so if we didn't forget about it. Yeah, That's true. That's a good. But comment. I also have a, I have another bottle in there. We'll, gotcha. we'll, we'll drink as well. well I feel
1: bad. I, I, feel like the gin was more, more the the, the, the. Hey, let's go. That was that was the deciding factor. I feel
0: bad for Connor. Oh, trying, you, oh, so yeah. so just for the listeners, all three of you. Yeah. Uh, the VIP tent <laughs> at this event was not just beer. Not sure if it was supposed to be, so maybe I'm not supposed to mention yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I don't there know. There was other bottles floating around the VIP section. The amount of mixers they had it made me feel like that was a thing. Yeah, it seemed like intentional. So yeah. there was definitely some gin, in that maybe kinda, it was intentional, and then you're not supposed. to I would talk say about the it. shot of gin, which I didn't know was gin. I assumed it was vodka when uh, we did uh, it, and true. then uh, we all good. took a shot of gin, which was gross. Thanks to your buddy over at. Uh, was it uh, Kyle at? Oh no, it was Wynn at mean, Barlow Hall. Barlow, yeah. yeah, and also Kyle Manigold from uh, Morgan Territory was there, and Melissa from Good Hop, and Mo from Good Hop, and quite a few other folks there. Good crew. Teresa from Drakes. I'm yeah. going to name all the people. Yeah, just just rattle that off. Yeah. Um. So now that you're, you know, you you guys have gotten this company off the ground, and you guys are not uh, Bay Area natives. Correct. As someone who's running a company in the Bay area, like this kind of, um, you know, very outspoken part of the country and in a field where, you know, we're trying to, as, uh, alcohol, um, slingers. let's just say that, I mean, you, you, you know, we're supposed to be having a good time. We're supposed to be about the party Mm -hmm. or whatever. Use, with everything that's going on socially right now, oh, do you him. feel, and this is not to get you in trouble with either your uh, fellow co-owners of the company or with the public or whatever, <laughs> or other cideries, but this is the question, is do you feel like uh, that companies should st- uh, kind of state a position... Uh, on 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 social issues, or should they just leave it to like you know this is our business like we have stuff that happened in the beer biz like with Firestone there was some discussion about uh, uh, there was donations made yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Republican Party including Trump mm-hmm. um, for better or worse whatever your opinion is but it <laughs> happened you know it happened with certain members of the family the uh, Firestone family yeah and. They said, "Oh, well, it's separate from the brand, but then the, if you look at the paperwork, it was actually the same address as the brewery, yeah so these are these things that oh, the, so this is something where they were trying to like hide it or not hide it, but not publicize it, yeah and then you have uh companies that are more outspoken in favor of certain things, yeah what as a small upstart, like trying to get your feet on the ground like what is your what is your uh feeling about?" I mean I
1: think that the stance that we took um or are taking uh basically as a small company um really just trying to stay out of this, just stay out of it you know like we 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 can't at this point in time I feel in our uh whether it's right or wrong and honestly in my personal belief, I feel it's a little bit wrong. I feel like every i feel like we should be taking a stand um personally, but as a company you ne- this isn't necessarily the time to start alienating your your base right or, or potentially alienating a right. portion of your base um you know if if <laughs> not to get too political or or you know say how I feel about like give people an idea how the company feels but um you know if if people are against progression as a fucking company or as a as a country like like helping people out and like making sure every every man and woman and whatever just is is doing better um if they're against that don't fucking drink my cider sort of thing that's that's how i sort of feel but um Credit. anything I just said is not related to Seth's <laughs> so personal opinion, only. yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, but yeah, as a, as a company, as a, as a startup company, is <laughs> There's that, that, a, that timer? Is for that the, that beer? Yeah, <laughs> beer time, go on. Um, as that, as like a new startup company, I feel at least the position that, that I've taken as a small business owner is just sort of like stay out of it. There has been plenty of shit that i've wanted to speak up about and i have personally um I there was that one dude in sacramento i forgot what brewery it was but he said some pretty
0: yeah there pretty was insane n- shit yeah there's some individual breweries that or just businesses yeah that have been open about their opinion and i think um you definitely risk you take some risk uh, there's certain trends. There, there's certain ways as a, as a Northern California Bay Area yeah. business that, of course, uh, you It's it's maybe if you had to choose, like if for some dumb reason you had to choose, yeah. being on the left leaning side is going to make more sense. Exactly. However, that also coincidentally uh, can coincide with your actual beliefs. And maybe that's why you ended up in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's I can say that for myself. Yeah, you know,
1: it is it is it is a lot more just personally a lot more comfortable out here. Just, uh, I mean, I grew up in North Dakota, which I thought was a fa- well, it was always a red state, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like I grew up in Fargo, and I get shit on my fucking Facebook feed that blows my mind away. But shit happening in Fargo, which I thought was a fairly, definitely not liberal by any stretch of the imagination, but like, easygoing, more like who gives a shit about what you're doing in your personal life or who you It's more of
0: that be. libertarian kind of yeah, like, just mind your business. Exactly. Like, that's what I, I th- I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. Yeah, like
1: That's what I thought it was more of. And as of late, like just looking at my feed and shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I have, I have a, uh, you might need to edit this one out, but I have a, I have a guy <laughs> that I grew up with that's native American and uh Marine or former Marine. I don't know if he's still active duty, but, uh, the shit that he's posting about, um black people I don't know it's just weird it's just a weird thing like this guy's just going off on these these people that feel like there there's injustice done or there has been injustice done to their people and like this native so American you're saying guy is, he
0: is a Native American guy with conservative views oh horribly conservative, so that's like, insanely
1: yeah. conservative and it blows my fucking mind but as
0: but as a guy in your shoes, you may not want to like try and say, Well, are you even connected with like the struggle of?
1: Yeah, well, people
0: of color or whatever, you know, and maybe this is wrong
1: of me on like a social level. I just sort of like, I I always like, I really want to fucking say something to him, but like, you know, fuck it.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what's wrong, wrong, but at the same time, I think we've all. Um, felt that way when, where it's when like you're so
1: far down that rabbit hole is there any sense, is anything is, that
0: you're gonna say really exactly, gonna make a difference exactly and that's something i think a lot of people like struggle i mean with.
1: everybody in the fucking world that i've seen feels like the earth is round and it's totally flat like yeah, there's <laughs> so much science right
0: <laughs> you know, i mean yeah. uh,
1: come well, on guys well it's shit like that like like you are so far down a fucking wormhole that there's no matter yeah. what, I'm gonna say via like fucking Facebook. Yeah, which is what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, what
0: the fuck is so Facebook stupid. even?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. We got, we got. I feel like we
0: got way off topic. No, I think uh, it's it's on point. But yeah. but I will say we do have a beer. I'm gonna open. Do it. All right. Um, graph? Is it a graph? I guess yeah. So do you know? Did I tell you where that term comes from? Um. No. Yeah, so I there was not previously a well known term, uh an accepted term for something that is equal parts fermentation of apple and beer. And it doesn't actually have to be equal like fifty fifty. It can be a, a blend. Yeah. I mean, there's been apple beer experiments and there's probably been cider e- experiments with some level of grain somewhere yeah. thrown oh, in. Yeah. But Oh, there's our pizza. <laughs> Taking a break. <laughs> Pause. Actually, it's still recording. That's That sounded good. All right, we're back. We have pizza, and I just opened <coughs> this me. bottle of Saison Cider Blend. I'm going to have Greg do the honors. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you have to fake it if I hate it? No, I want you to give me the truth. (laughs) I shouldn't have washed your face when you said that. What are you thinking? Think out loud.
1: Sorry. uh, My first reaction is, honestly, I don't hate it. (laughs) 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 But... So there's probably a little bit of sulfur on the nose that I don't think you like. I mean, I may, I may no, picking, I actually like it. Okay, I might be picking that up because you were talking about the blue cheese earlier when, when right. the first bottle. when it,
0: I mean this is incredibly better compared okay. to what it was before. What I really like about
1: it, and I think this goes off of like the sour funky beers that I enjoy. They lean less Brett heavy, more like lacto mm-hmm. uh, sour heavy. I really enjoy the. There is that funk. Um going on in this, but there's a decent amount of of acid happening
0: that I enjoy um, I think that's fair to say. I actually really enjoy the nose on this, although it doesn't resemble cider at all yeah
1: there's i got a little the first sip I got a little bit of fruit um but the second sip I did not get that the there was like a fruit for me there was a fruit in this that I did not get. Definitely I dry. Like there's, there's a, uh, yeah. For me, there's like a champagne-y...
0: I do get it. Doesn't the thing is it's definitely uh, as as dry as it is. It's hard to even say that it's beer. It would be. Yeah. It it definitely is a, is an apparent fruit fermentation because it yeah. is so damn dry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. There's like there's nothing. It's gonna sound horrible for your listeners, but beer like. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah.
0: It's. I mean, I'm all down for experimentation, so I'm all I'm good. Yeah. I'm good.
1: But it's very light. It's yeah. It's a very dry, light finish. You should probably do this again, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down to re- recreate this. I actually, I like the amount of funk that's on there. There is still some of that blue cheese, but uh, compared to the first bottle I opened, this is. I'm actually I like I would if I ordered this I'd be pretty stoked on it,
1: which Agreed. to me is yeah, like yeah. the standard. I'll like, tell you what, man. You throw
0: that into a fucking red wine barrel. exactly so i mean um our current yeast excuse me our current wort uh that we have aging in barrels is produced at uh freewell brewing we're friends with those guys that was actually one of your first accounts right the
1: the The first first account. account the most intense experience i may have may have ever had um so we met so the first event we did was um, I don't think they're around anymore, but it was a, it was a it was a beer fest. I forgot the name of it. I don't want to accidentally say somebody else's name, but it was a beer fest that used to happen every summer. I mean, actually, it was twice twice a year it happened, and they were headquartered out of the uh, East Coast. And yeah, I guess they just did not end up making it. I want to no, I'm not even gonna guess because I'm gonna say the wrong one, and then people are gonna think that event <laughs> right. is shut down and, um, and so. This uh, gentleman came over. We thought it was Malcolm. Sorry, Jen and I thought it was Malcolm. Alex thought it was Gary. Regardless, it was an owner of Free Will Bruco. Um, he was wearing glasses, so I always think Malcolm with glasses. But I Gary also wears Gary, glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gary also wears wears glasses. Uh, they were just talking about how they they were interested in a new cider because at the time they had. Um, which probably shouldn't be calling people out by name, but uh, that company who you'll just just you know mm-hmm. beep out uh, that. I'll, com- put
0: a, I'll put like a slide whistle sound effect. Yeah,
1: there you go. That company is owned by me. Um, and basically, the, as it went, they were just they were they were tired of spending so much time crafting their own beer and having kegs back there for the for the cider so. Uh, They were like, yeah, so we set up a freaking sales meeting, and um, it was myself and Jen, first time ever on a sales call, and we had the head brewer, Malcolm, the assistant brewer, Alicia, uh, one of the bartenders, Andrea, and Devin, basically the GM, sitting there. Uh, tasting our cider, and then they go run back.
0: Which it's not intimidating now because we all know them and love exactly. them. Yeah, yeah. They're but great at the people. time, of your first p- potential account, you're probably like, "Oh yeah. my god, oh my
1: god!" You should have saw the sweat stains on Dren's shirt. It was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was trying to be as cool as possible, but uh, nah. Uh, and then what made it worse is they went back and um, poured. Their cider, the cider that they had, they poured it out. They put, poured it from draft and did a side by side comparison, and which was really like, oh fuck, like here we go, like they're not gonna want our stuff, blah blah blah. And there, I think I believe it was Alicia's words were, what we have currently that was on draft tastes like candy, and what South City Cider is doing, what these guys are doing, tastes like it's actually made from apples and it was like that at it's that about point the biggest in time, compliment you could get exactly and that's exactly what we were going for is that easy drinking line had been under it was just everything there everything that was out there just seemed to be candy like and overly sweet and just cloyingly so it was just bad and so that it was so reaffirming yeah, that that the horribly horribly stressful Ho- oh shit what are we doing to oh my god here they are tasting it against one of these big nationwide brands and then holy shit that's Really reaffirming, like we're, we're on to something. And now, and you guys have been
0: on, we've been on
1: there since then. Day one. Yeah, it was, uh, that was their first kind of ever two and a half years ago, Free Will Brew down
0: in uh, Redwood City. Yeah. yeah. So shout outs to them. They actually yeah. produced the wort that's in the barrels we're aging right now for Alt Brown. Yeah. <clears throat> so tasting this beer slash cider slash Graf, that's what we were getting to before we went on our little break, was that uh, Graf is something that was actually coined in uh a Stephen King book. It was in the Dark Tower series which just became a movie recently. And uh it was something like some post-apocalyptic drink involving both beer and uh cider or beer or or malt and apple fermentation. Nice. So it was just uh Stephen King nerds that started actually brewing it. Nice. <laughs> under that that title. So um yeah, so you guys at your facility if you wanted to do something like this, you couldn't you're not allowed to do any kind of grain fermentation on site.
1: Correct. Yeah, we have to get we have to drive all of our sugars from fruit. Um and then it's just whatever tax bracket you want to come into at that point in time. Um, right. to be the lowest tax tax bracket, you do the majority of your sugars are derived from apple or pear, which is like right. 22 cents a gallon. And the moment you want to go over that threshold, you're up at I think it's like a a gallon, so some ridiculous, a ridiculous jump, big jump. Yeah.
0: Now, we could hypothetically do a collaboration with a brewery, which they're allowed to do fruit fermentations. I yep. believe if it's a less than fifty percent or something yeah. of of their ferment, uh, fermentable sugars.
1: Yeah, and like I, I'm willing. Like I would love to do a bunch of stuff. So with
0: Devin them, but... and Alicia at Freewheel. Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I don't have any more bottles of this to share, but uh, it's really tasty. So if you guys want to do a little graph collab, yeah, let's do it. Looking at looking at you, Devin, <laughs> Dick in Tahoe right now, right? Yeah, what a dick. Being a good husband yeah. for his wife's birthday yeah. extended celebration. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if there was something that you wanted to communicate to, uh. Brewers, like in the beer world, like people on the beer side of things, about some of the struggles of uh, the cider world, like, you know, w- typical kind of things. I, I mean, I can tell you, I went from working for a craft beer company that was kind of like king of the hill on the IPA wars, yeah. and it was yeah. defending handles left and right. Yeah. And now I'm working for you guys where I'm doing this, um, you know, everyone is fighting for the same handle of cider every bar has one cider and they're usually taking their beer program very seriously. And they're, uh, you know, bringing in new stuff or they're, uh, uh you know, um, rotating yeah. craft beer handles, you know, you know, you know, rotating IPA and blah, blah, blah. And then they just have their whatever in-house yeah, cider, whoever whatever, got yeah. to them first. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, it's after and it's it. the same kind of conversation I've had with other great local and regional cider producers. I've, you know, I talked to Connor, who is one of the sales guys from Mission Trail. I yep. talked to Bradley at Leaky Barrel. I mm-hmm. talked to some of these other folks, and it's a similar struggle, Yeah, which we're all fighting for one handle. Exactly. So just from my experience, that's been one thing. But if there's something you wanted to communicate to the beer world, is there, is there anything in mind that you had, like something you'd kind of like to, maybe people don't know as far as the struggles of a, of a cider maker?
1: Um, To the beer industry like, people in the industry, maybe not so much, um, though I have some, like, I have some beef with the, uh, SF Brewers Guild.
0: (laughs) Oh, do tell.
1: (laughs) Nah, it's, well, they're, they're preaching, which I, I get as a business person, I get, but they're, um, supposedly, let me, let me say, supposedly, preaching that we're, we're the, we're the enemy, um, over in San Francisco, um. And it's sort of like, so we were a part of the Sierra Nevada uh, beer camp the last two years. Um, And this past year, we were signed up, ready to go, and then we get this thing from, we get an email from one of the organizers saying, oh, we can't come, Um, it's beer only, which is like, whatever. Um, And then, I guess, uh, and I'm horrible with names, and please call me out on this, but the owner of Mission Trail, I forgot his name. I think it's Tom, but I'm way off on that. <laughs> it's not Tom. Uh, but uh, the owner of Mission Trail like called him out because um, he might, I think he might have had a better idea what was happening. But basically, the SF Brewers Guild who puts that on, and I get like, you want to have a beer event, that's fine. Whatever. Um, we, have, we have our one cider event a year. You know, we have uh, Cider Summit. I guess there's some other, like the Cider Walk happens down in San Jose, but you know, at the most part, you know, I would say we have... There's one huge... Or there's also a Hardcore Center Tour down in Santa Cruz, which has happened today. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, the fact that they were just, like... They didn't want us... I guess what frustrates me is you go to the Sierra Nevada beer camp, put on in San Francisco, put on by the SF Brewer's Guild. They would gladly have these big-ass... Macro beer companies There Having their Volunteers Nobody related to the company not Nobody related to the distributor Nobody related to the brewery Just having these uh, uh, Volunteers Sling this beer A bunch of
0: minions Exactly Working for a mega corporation Exactly But a local cidery
1: A local cidery where the owners Three of the owners were going to be there And there was only four cideries there So they did I should say They did allow us to be there uh, and I say allow because they threw us in the corner, which is the very last thing to get to. So they had four cider companies there. Um, myself, Mission Trail. It was The cider companies over there were Mission Trail, South City Ciderworks, Works, uh, 101, um, and... Oh, shit, I'm going to forget the last one. I would do
0: this. Tag and dread? No. Golden State? No. Mission. No, not Mission Trail? Shit. No, um, not one of the big guys? No,
1: it was a... Oh shit. It was a smaller one. Right. Sorry for whoever was there, and I totally forgot. Gatwins? Not Gallons. Um Not Tilted Shed. Whatever. Uh, Ford Cider Company was there. Much love to all those brands. Oh, it was Shilling. I believe it was Schilling. Oh, so they're out of state. They're an out-of-state company. Might and we should
0: sure. name, like, ten other brands we like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So. Yeah, uh, it might have been Chilly. It might not have been Chilly. Who the fuck knows? It was a. Uh, it was the uh, four cider companies, and out of those four, um, you had two of them with the owners there, uh, so Mission Trail and ourselves. One on one had uh, reps there, Bradley. Yeah, you'd mentioned who well connected. Yeah, yeah. Um, from ha- Bradley from Leaky Barrel Half Pint Cider, which is the distributor, but also Leaky Barrel, right. which is his new company start with his brother, um, and then. Yeah, some other company. And that, that company I know had reps. I'm fairly certain. I keep going back to Chile, so it might have been, But they were, they were reps. Um, whereas you had these huge companies that just had, you know, just some dude in a black T-shirt that had no idea. Like, oh, let, oh, tell me about your beer. Okay, let me look at the label. Uh, this is what the label says. Here, drink it. And and we're like, we're the assholes, you know, in these guys' ads Because we are a different, as the, you know, data that the polling people are you know, showing we're the enemy because we're not beer I do get it as a business owner right like the craft cider scene and also the craft uh, distilling scene is cutting into the margin or cutting into that, that the
0: craft beer scene but I think we can all say that wine and spirits is more of a problem than cider like cider doesn't cider yeah. to me has always been there it's always been around. It's always been, like, on the periphery, and I don't think – I don't – I mean, I can tell you when I go out and try and get cider, I'm not trying to, like, go after beer handles. Like, it's, it's – yeah. it's just – it's a really – that would be a really dumb conversation to have yeah. with – like, culturally, a lot of things would have to change before places exactly. will generally have multiple cider handles.
1: Yeah. I think in the two and a half years I was doing sales before, before you came on, or two and, like, four months, whatever, I think I successfully – took one beer handle down and that was only because the guy was, had zero cider tap handles and he was wanting to give it a shot. Right. Um, and it's worked out very well. We have a dedicated tap handle,
0: but that was a choice on his end. It was like, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's just not a thing where like, I don't see, I don't see how cider could possibly be a threat or I don't know. That seems really silly to me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just weird. Like, like, uh, yeah, in, in a way and, and I've heard I just through Grapevine, I've heard that they're they're having like meetings about this shit and they're like getting together and they're talking about how they can stall the growth of cider basically in the Bay Area. And we're just trying to we're grinding out we're trying to ferment some sexy stuff for people to can enjoy. You know, your problem should be the big boys Yeah. Buying up your brand and shelving it, you know, like yeah doing shit like that or giving shit away for free.
0: Yeah, I think acquisitions and uh the kind of false narrative around the term craft is probably <laughs> more uh more troublesome. Yeah. than a local cider company.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I, I agree, man. Uh yeah, so that, that'd be the one thing. I mean, there's shit I would say to the general population about cider. Um
0: but it's just more so I'd pay too close attention on tap reviews. People who don't drink cider regularly... Yeah. ...giving you, you know, reviews on cider... Yeah. ...and you getting... Upset about it. ...upset about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, it's like, uh... So our... We've... I've had people with our, our latest, um... Not people, just some reviews. Um...
0: But that Spider Bites release that we did, which so I thought was so pretty Spider sexy. Bites is a lavender, ginger, honey, seven point seven percent, yeah, slightly tart, yeah. super aromatic. I thought this batch uh, with a little bit more honey and ginger than the last, first batch was. I, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought. I mean, every time I go back to it, because because, as you well know, I didn't have sample bottles done until halfway... We were halfway Thanks through the batch. Thanks for that. Yeah. So Tim's sitting there just, just selling this fucking cider without any samples to give anybody, and it <laughs> went great. Like, people were just buying
0: it up. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I then halfway through the batch, I finally got sample bottles, and I obviously did way too many, so I you know, I have a bunch of bottles sitting there, and I every now and then I'll just go crack one open. Um, yeah, I. I... I I get it's like a little shock I'm like oh shit like oh this is actually fucking good but it's it's shit like uh, you know there's reviews and I think this is just general thought or general like way people view cider but there's reviews on it that are basically like you know people saying hella sweet and shit like that and like it is fruity it is floral but it is not sweet there's, and that shit yeah. it, it probably shouldn't annoy me as much as it does but, um, but it annoys me. There's, there's a huge difference, and I don't think people necessarily, the general population, I sh- should say, people think fruity equals sweet and tart equals dry, and they do not. They're These not, are not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tart does not mean dry.
0: So a perfect example of this is our, um, the Dry Mea River, which is our dry 6.9% cider, yep. and we do a dry hopped version. Yep. It's literally the exact same cider, but we use seven C's, which is a hop blend with all the uh seven of the hops was starting with the letter C, so we're not gonna do the whole list. Um but from the blend, whatever whatever the hell it is. Yeah. From the blend we get, uh you get a lot of um kind of very, very, very early, uh like in the cidery kind of grapefruit citrusy. And as it sits, I'll I tend to get um, some stone fruit, peach uh nectarine apricot with a little bit of mango in the background. uh Greg's mentioned maybe a little bit of melon, yeah, I get a lot of melon yeah. Um, but the point is it's aromatically different yep. than the than the dry, and that is the only difference, yeah it is the exact same cider yep. just with hops which dry. does not add any sugar does not add anything except for aromatics yep. a little it foams a little bit from the hop oils and that's about it, yep. about it but people will consistently say that are that the dry hop called all the good hop names were taken from all, you know thanks to all you uh, clever <laughs> IPA brewers who come up with all your funny names um they will consistently say it's sweeter than Dry me a river, and yeah. it is absolutely impossible yeah. that it's sweeter because it's literally the same cider, the same
1: fucking cider. So,
0: yeah. so this is what's happening with um spider bites,
1: yeah. And it, it's just it confused me because that is um drier than our than the dry me, river. <laughs> yeah. It it's, is the yeah. driest cider we've done. There is definitely, I so I used wildflower honey on it, um, which to me might have been the wrong choice. It was sort of a uh on the fly. Um, move. I probably should have used clove because to me with the lavender going on there, the wildflower, you're not necessarily picking it up. It sort of masks itself. Um, but there is this nice subtle softness, sweetness um, to the cider and then a nice slow burn on the end of the ginger. It's not sweet. <laughs> and so that just like... And again, I pay way too close of
0: it. I'm sure it, you're too. not the only... Uh, producer yeah. <laughs> to whether insider cider, beer, wine, spirits, yeah. whatever, that's, that maybe spends a little bit too much time looking yeah. at reviews. The issue is that it's looking at reviews specifically in a format of, of where it's 90-plus percent beer, beer. exclusive. Yeah. So you're not going to have people who understand yeah. uh, what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, so they came out with a new one for cider only called Cider Experts I believe that sounds douchey right anytime you call yourself a fucking expert anytime an app it's like oh I'm a cider expert I okay. have this
0: app it tells me I'm an expert yeah uh
1: <laughs> I think we had one or two reviews on it I, I don't remember what they were but Alex was like yeah don't download this app like, yeah you're just, not gonna, you're just not gonna be happy don't. with what these people are saying it's like I it's right. and again like as we were talking about before like I'm not at this point in time in our lifespan of the company we are not. Uh, we we are trying to do easy drinking, crushable ciders. We're we're having with you coming on board and with this like saison <laughs> fermentation that I completely
0: fucked. Uh, you know we're. You're giggling just because you put it in the cooler too soon. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll we'll make it work. We'll it's gonna it work. work. Don't worry, Jen. Uh, Jen. Don't fucking <laughs> worry. Jen Martell, we love you. Yeah. One of the owners of the company and. Uh, She's the overseer of order and or the bank. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so she doesn't like seeing ciders that she thinks may not come out. But yeah. don't worry, we got this.
1: So, so to to clue everybody in, um, I did our first ever experimental fermentation um, with a saison yeast. Uh, and I did a couple things. I went rogue. I should have asked Tim's in for <laughs> Tim's input, but I uh, I fucking went rogue when I was pitching the yeast. Uh, basically, when you're pitching yeast for using the wine yeast that we use, we uh, we add nutrients to it to make sure it's all uh, happy and healthy. has all the nitrogen and all that stuff that it wants to eat. Um, and I was using a dry saison uh, yeast from Bell, I believe it was, and uh, didn't know that most of those dry yeast are already packed
0: with nutrients. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it has they all don't
0: that. need to grow anymore. <laughs> exactly. And also, what to get the expressive saison. Cezanne- Character those ester and phenols is it's okay to slightly under pitch yeah you because you're gonna actually stress the yeast a little bit yeah so then on top of that <laughs> it did he he did his normal um you know number of days where it, you know it hits uh, the gravity once, wants which is basically how much as sugar has been consumed and converted to alcohol and co two which is zero for us yeah, yeah. and crashed it. Put in the in the walk-in. Well, the thing is, there's little byproducts that the yeast will continue to consume yeah. to clean up, and so, so don't worry, folks. You will see it. Yeah. It's, uh, coming. it's coming. It's gonna need some time. Yeah. So we're gonna take it back out of the fridge and let it warm back yeah. up. Maybe pitch a little bit more yeast yeah, and, let and let it let that clean up a little bit. Yeah. We're good though. It's all
1: good. That, um, that's a small But uh, but, uh, Jen when I told Jen my idea. Well, she knew she knew um, she knew I wanted to do a saison. Tim and I had been talking about for a while um, and she was expecting that first batch, well first she was expecting me to run like three trials get some different yeasts and like see how it goes.
0: And well, what'd you do Greg?
1: I just uh, asked her to order me 250 gallons of juice threw it in a, threw it in a uh, IBC and you know pitched some let bottles. her rip one and a half days that fermentation was done and free rose it um, went from, yeah, it was, it was way too, way too fucking quick, but we'll, we'll fix it. It's all good, man.
0: Jen, yeah. Jen, uh, we're going to call this one Jen Sanity. That's yeah. the name of the, yeah. yeah. So, uh, before we wrap up and eat some pizza and drink another beer, uh, is there anything you want to tell us about upcoming events or releases or, or, I mean, I I'd, I'd like to just wrap I mean one question I'd like to wrap it up with is you know what is it what is a long-term um vision for for South City Cider? I, I, what is your long-term vision because uh, I don't we can't yeah. speak
1: for Might not agree with uh Jen and Alex's long-term vision but no. Uh I think I think what we're trying to position ourselves at I think it's been the goal from almost the beginning is Because we are, we are not Bay Area natives And we are, honestly I'm from the upper Midwest, Jen and Alex From the, uh, the East Coast there We have sort of always gravitated Towards having multiple Cideries throughout the country That sort, and we're talking like Way long term here, we're like, we're going We're going, years in the future But, um, but that's, that's sort of been Our, been our long term Goal is to have something most likely In the D.C. area um Sourcing regional fruit, and then for the more intricate stuff, local fruit. Um, and then maybe something somewhere in the upper Midwest. I mean, we're talking like like Chicago's saturated as hell right now. Michigan would be amazing because um, of all that, the fruit that they have available. Uh, Minnesota would be closer to home for me. Um, so that's like the long, long-term goal. Um, Just so you
0: know, I'm not moving to
1: any of those places. It's all good. We'll keep you in the Bay Area. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, by that time you'll be fucking, you know, No, ten years you
0: deep think I'm brown. leaving? You think I'm leaving?
1: No, again, when I when I'm talking about this, we're talking like 20, 30 years down the road. <laughs> so you should have all brought up and going. And <laughs> doesn't
0: mean uh, I've gone know. anywhere.
1: <laughs> but um, sort of the more immediate immediate uh future here is um, we big thing for us is tap room. Um, we've outgrown our space, so we're, we're looking for a bigger space, and with that will come a tap room, which is going to be amazing. Uh, continue to focus on sort of uh, our mission statement, which is giving back. Like make cider, make a difference, is our mission statement. So we give back annually to three three nonprofits, um, and just continue to do that. Jen's Jen's heading up a lot of support for the Samaritan House. She's been doing a lot of random events for them. Um, so yeah, so the three companies. Um, not to get too preachy, but one uh, percent uh, for the planet. So that's more of our global reach. Um, the Samaritan House which the reason we like working with them is they are the only Bay Area uh, homeless shelter that is wet which means they'll take in people that are drunk drunk or on drugs and we realize we make a product that people do have issues with um and then um, the peninsula SBCA, and Humane Society. I might have flipped. I always flip those. It might be Humane Society and SPCA, but we got it. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, supporting the the shelter. Um, so uh, media future for that. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure we're keeping up on that. Um, trying to give back as much as we can, um, and just pumping out good, tasty, crushable cider. But at the same time, like, let's start fucking around with shit like that. A couple things we've been talking about, like that uh, stone
0: stone fence. Oh yeah. So if anybody hasn't tried it, there's a classic cocktail with a, use a semi semi sweet or sweet cider over ice uh, with an ounce to two ounces of rye whiskey and a dash or two of bitters. So our goal is to create those flavors inside of a cider. Yeah. So maybe. Use some bitter orange peel, maybe use, um, maybe age in a rye whiskey barrel or at least use, uh, oak chips aged or, yeah. uh, or soaked in uh, rye whiskey. Well, yeah, we're we're going to start experimenting with that. Yeah. So if you're a cocktail bar specifically interested in that, <laughs> hit us up cause yeah. we could use some expertise on the bitters. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, stuff like that. And like, we're talking about getting some barrels <laughs> and doing a barrel fermentation, um, we're gonna get it going um, for yeah, sure, man. Just a bunch of fun stuff. Just trying to trying to take it. I think uh, our three flagships. I really I really enjoy. Um, I would like to get a Perry in there. That'd be the next. I think our our, our core four would be a Perry, our OG, which is our semi-sweet or dry and our dry hopped, which would be cool. And then just sort of pumping out seasonals. Uh, the the ho ho is coming. to...
0: Full is it mulling spice? Mulling
1: spices, basically, yeah. So so this will be the first time we've ever done a seasonal twice, so I'll be able to tweak the recipe a little bit. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, we, the name of it is Ho Ho Hope This Isn't Offensive. Um, and Jen and Alex let me name the fucking ciders, and that's what I came up with on that one. Uh, <laughs> I w- I'm
0: looking forward to getting my first one named. Nice, yeah. Uh, All Brow Collab needs to happen soon. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Barrel one, Whether man. it's Barrel, well, it, it'll be one of, the, one of the projects we're talking about. Fermentation in Barrel, that's what I'm Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for staying at my apartment tonight <laughs> because it didn't make sense for you to drive back to Pacifica. Yeah, it's all good. I, and, appreci-
1: I appreciate the couch and the pizza.
0: And Spud the cat, I don't, although he's, I don't know where he's, the fuck he went. He's too proud and prissy to fucking hang out with me. There he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, you. <laughs> yep. So, thanks, Greg, and we're gonna eat some pizza, drink some beers, yeah. Have a good night. So, thanks everybody for checking uh, out this episode, and uh, stay tuned. I'm I'm gonna try and be a little bit more regular on these episodes. The last one was with uh, Connor from Cellar Maker, and that was several months ago. So, <laughs> I apologize for that one. Um, I mean, you know, I'm trying to make this podcast not just about uh, the beer industry. And that's why I'm, I'm stoked to have people like Greg, uh, from the cider world, but even beyond just like people who create alcoholic beverages. Um, I'm hoping to, to open this up to all kinds of people. I think that the, uh, craft beer, craft beverage, uh, industry, or, or at least you know, these social groups are open for everybody. And there's, and I don't, and I don't think that we're, uh, Going to continue to grow in a healthy way if we don't um, include people who maybe are not already a part of it. Like I, I can say, like pouring our cider today at, at this at at this event, we I, yeah. I feel like we got some new customers, and I oh, feel yeah. like we got to have some cool conversations with some folks, yeah. and uh, and it's people who don't know the nitty gritty and the business <laughs> and the and the whatever is happening in the industry and all that shit. Yeah. So yeah. So what I'm saying is. Open up a nice bottle of something from your cellar and invite your neighbor who maybe doesn't drink craft beer. Have them over, him or her, have him try something. And, yeah, I think that's probably the best bet moving forward. Definitely. So, cool. Thanks, everybody. And uh, if you have any suggestions for people you'd like me to – reach out to or... or uh, Joe Rogan, man, you got any- shit. shit. Joe Rogan doesn't even drink beer. All those guys, <laughs> none of those guys. Ari Shafir doesn't drink beer, really. And, like, uh, Burt is a vodka drinker, although he's about to do sober uh, Burt-tober or whatever you the fuck what they're stupid? calling. You know
1: stupid? Doug Benson's been doing Sober October for fucking years, and then they just... Nobody cares, even
0: though Doug Benson is really... I think he's, he's way more yeah. hardcore than Burt Kreischer. Love you, Burt uh Burt Chrysler uh so all right thanks everybody have a good one